access to cannabis banking services increased during the pandemic, but there's still a lot of robberies. It's a huge issue right now, Washington and California, there's other places, there's a lot of robberies. So we're gonna talk about the issue of banking and the risks of robberies coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. So while Safe Harbor Banking is going public via SPAC, those SPAC deals haven't worked out very well for any cannabis company, really. But it does show that the industry is moving forward and there's not going to be a whole lot of issues with companies losing their charter, banking charter, or issues like that. So uh, progress, I guess, although very, very slow. We are seeing that the number of financial institutions that are actively providing access to state legal cannabis businesses is increasing. Um, They're saying that there's at least 755 financial institutions out there. So it's not just these, um, you know, electronic pay companies. It's legitimate banking and credit unions, but they're charging a massive fee. So it's actually probably cheaper to use some of these, you know, in between companies that, uh, you know, just transfer your money basically uh, money transmitting services. I'm not going to name any names, but plenty of them out there. I've said that I don't think that they're going to be relevant once banking comes in, because once you can have all of your personal and business and checking all together in one space, why would you have this, you know, cannabis banking thing off to the side? The only thing that's going to prevent, you know, people from completely migrating and abandoning the current, um, suppliers of financial services, I'm not going to call them banks or credit unions because they're not, um, it, it, money. If, if, if banks and credit unions charge too much, you're not going to get that conversion over. So uh, there are 553 banks, 202 credit unions, and um, that's according to the U.S. Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, FinCEN, and they're saying that um, it actually slid uh, to 678 and then rebounded. 72% of people surveyed said that lack of banking or financial services was their top challenge. Other concerns were market volatility, competition, taxes. Uh, only 42% said that they were actually making a profit, which is crazy, um, but not surprising. A lot of these people are philanthropic. They're not paying themselves. They don't know what they're doing and they're going to uh, go out of business. I've been saying that for a long time. There's so many people holding out uh, and they need to just let it go. <laughs> uh, you know, they gotta, they gotta just, they should have failed faster. States like Washington are definitely calling for congressional, state congressional uh, delegations arguing for cannabis banking reform on behalf of retailers due to uh, just excessive amounts of, of robberies. And, um, you know, even though liquor stores and all these other places and not just about cashless operations, right? Liquor stores still get robbed and convenience stores still get robbed, but the rate at which cannabis retail shops are getting robbed uh, during this kind of um, defund the police, uh, scenario that we've got going on is is a compounding issue and you've got retailers all across washington state reporting an increase in violent robberies and criminals targeting these um these cash businesses there's a lot of talk about cannabis banking so you've got 
um, lawmakers pushing for the this SAFE Act, that's the Secured and Fair Enforcement Banking Act. So that would allow financial institutions to work with cannabis businesses without fear of federal reprisal. What they're talking about is losing that bank charter, even though it hasn't happened, probably won't happen. So plenty of people that um, are, are not moving forward with it. So it, it's definitely an issue. There was an employee at, at one of the stores, he was shot and killed during a robbery uh, second deadly shooting in just two days in Western Washington. There's been a couple of security guards that had to shoot, you know, shot people, which is really unfortunate. Um, they're there just basically to check IDs and they have to actually shoot and kill somebody is terrible. You know, Democrats have had a couple of years to pass this. Um, they've passed it a couple of times, but it hasn't advanced the Senate. So past November, um, we're going to have probably the lamest lame duck session in history. Uh, the House and the Senate are probably going to flip Republican and Biden is not going to be able to pass anything outside of an executive order. So they've had plenty of time to do things. They've done nothing. They're, they'll continue to probably not focus on this at all because it's not an, an issue, never was, and it won't be. Uh, and then they'll blame Republicans for the next two years that they weren't able to do uh, stuff. <laughs> uh, the reality is, is that it just didn't make financial sense to them. And they're going to pass the buck and blame somebody else like they always do. So long story short, advocates are still telling lawmakers that they're due the swift uptick in robberies, putting the industry in crisis. But until federal legalization of the Safe Banking Act passes, cannabis is probably going to remain cash only, drawing those added risks for, smoke, uh, for local small businesses. Um, there's been dozens of robberies in the past few months in Western Washington alone. Some of these shops feel that a state's not really doing anything to protect those businesses. And since law enforcement agencies handle robberies, the Liquor and Cannabis Board says that they aren't even notified of what's happening. Um, but the Liquor and Control Board said, you know, you guys should just hire armed security guards or make frequent cash deposits or post signs that they don't have cash. All these things that aren't going to stop robberies. That's their advice, though. So, um, you know, I think some of these violent robbers should be in prison. But if you're going to pass a bill, you should probably lobby the state to do um, something immediately for banking in the state. Don't wait for the feds to do it. That's that's the first step. Uh, if you truly care about these employees and what's happening. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network. Network.